Welcome to How I See It with me, Mark Pratt, and Justin Sternberg. This is a podcast that works to counter cultural polarization through thoughtful conversations. So what's your uh, take on the Holy Spirit? Um, so I grew up in a Pentecostal church. Okay. So, from day one, you know, I was taught, like, you had to work to get the Holy Spirit. Like, you had to... It, it, it didn't come when you were saved, uh, you know, which is, I think, uh, the belief of a lot of people, especially Baptists, because I know, I know that contrast uh-huh. very well, because Megan was Baptist and I was Pentecostal. Um, but you had to pray to receive the Holy Spirit, and usually pretty much in our church it was required that you speak in tongues in order to prove that you had the Holy Spirit so up until that point they essentially didn't believe that you had the Holy Spirit or were filled by the Holy Spirit now they you know the Bible talks about having the Spirit without that and so they would they would I think accept that there was some measure there Mm. maybe Mm. But, um, and the way they regarded this trans transition transformation was almost, they regarded it more highly than even getting saved. Like, mm. step from being lost and not, you know, saved was like this big. You know, I gotcha. Like one step up, right? And then much being, smaller. Yeah. Being saved, having the Holy Spirit is like, okay, now you're like a real Christian. Like, yeah. Just so everybody knows, Justin's hands were about four inches apart on the first step and about a foot apart That's on the right. second step. That's so, right. yeah, I realize we can't see that. but. <laughs> and then once you got to that level, I mean, there was still lots and lots of work to do to get to the super Christian level. The elect, you know, what the Bible talked about. Okay. Uh, in Revelation, so. Yeah. So, yeah, my, my, in since that time, you know, I don't, I don't. My theology is that such that I believe when you are saved, you receive the Holy Spirit in all of its glory. Now, that doesn't mean you can't be filled with the Holy Spirit at any given point to do something. Okay. Whatever. Supernatural. Supernatural, sure. And I believe God does that all the time. Some I don't know that we always give Him the credit for it, you know. Mm. But um, I believe that's a thing that still happens. Um, I also believe in speaking in tongues. I believe that's a real thing. I believe mm. that um, I don't believe it uh, died when, you know, the New Testament was stopped being written. There's nothing in there that's obvious about that. Um, I just, you know, I don't think it's as like if he wanted that to be a primary gift right now, there'd be a lot more usage of it. Mm. Um, is what I believe. I don't know. But so I don't know. Yeah. How do you define that for from from where you've come from? That fullness. What does that fullness mm. look like? I mean, because to me, God is the Trinity, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. He's all three in equal parts, and, and so <laughs> I, it's I don't often differentiate, right? Like between the three, um, just in my daily living. And so the idea of, you know, being full of the spirit mm-hmm. is about not quenching the spirit. It's about, mm-hmm. which is the same thing as saying doing, being in God's will, which is the same thing as what would Jesus do? You know, it's like, I hear you. 
the, all three of those is the Spirit, it's God the Father and Jesus the Son. Right. The, you know, living in the Spirit or being full of the Spirit to me is no different, no matter how you're motivated. Mm. Um, is you know what I mean? Like, to me, they're all the same motivation. And I think quenching the Spirit is just so easy to do because sure. it's essentially just ignoring, you know, or, or, or being dull, dull, dulled to it or listening to other things more closely, right? Sure. Um, so for me, being full of the, whole, the Spirit is listening. And I don't have control over when he chooses to do something supernatural, but I have a choice to be close to him and listening and hmm. obedient. Mm -hmm. And so I don't, I mean, I don't know. Well, That's I think, something I've wrestled with. You know? Sure, and I think it's interesting because when we, we will typically lump, uh, for lack of a better term, you know, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit together as God, the triune God. And yet, I think at times, if I'm looking at my own journal or prayer life, I will I will rarely mention the Spirit or the Holy Spirit. I but I might I would routinely mention Lord Jesus. Yeah. You know, and it was a it was kind of an interesting dynamic for me mm -hmm. when I thought about it personally. It's like okay, where is what is this vacuum, if you will? The, in my life, as far as in reference, and I was just curious what your take was on that role. On and I think I think there is a dynamic, I guess, if I may, that you know, as you, it, it's interesting when I ask, you know, you have a Pentecostal background, you know, because I think in some ways there is that uh, continuum, if you will, that makes. Well, that would say that 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 Pentecostal dynamic has even made the issue of the Holy Spirit tougher. Mm -hmm. You follow me? Yeah, yeah. And I think there are those who may have come from a more conservative background mm -hmm. that would say, "Oh, don't mess with that." Right. You know, it's because scary, yeah. yeah, because it is scary. But yeah, I think it also. I think it is also leads to a certain quenching mm -hmm. that is maybe minimizes the the Godhead. Yeah. You follow me? Yeah. When we're not, when yeah. there's, because, you know, Jesus clearly, according to scripture, he clearly went to heaven and sent us, you know, the counselor, the Holy mm -hmm. Spirit. Yep. And, you know, and granted, that's still part of the role. But I, as, as I think about it, it's like in our culture, in our day and age, you know, who is and, and, and would you say in your prayer life that you would routinely mention or talk with the Holy Spirit as part of that, you know, yeah. individually? I, I, it's funny you talked about your journals because that's what I was thinking of, too, um, it, it, and same thing, essentially, right? Mm. Like, there's a lot of lords, there's a lot... For you, when for you me, say same thing. Yeah, yes, okay. Yes, so... You know, every once in a while, I'll explicitly talk to one or ask for help for yes. one. Yes. Just to be like, I know you exist, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. But really, I, I understand, you know, in some cases, the purpose of each. And yeah. I, I often, very often ask for the Spirit's leading, right? Like this, that the Holy Spirit would guide me, would show me. Um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty specific in that sense. But uh, the I would say, interestingly enough, the one I like address the least would be Jesus. Really? Okay. Yeah, because it's God the Father, and then it's His Helper, and then okay, uh, like I understand Jesus did it all for me, but it's like it's kind of done His part. You know what I mean? I hear you. Which obviously I understand. Yeah, I don't know. It's and then sometimes, in terms because the Bible talks about Jesus being the Creator, right? And so sometimes sure. he'll surface in terms of appreciation of nature or whatever but um yeah it is interesting yeah and and I, and I think that's where it comes from for me just being personally aware of okay there is this triune god mm -hmm. and yet is there a part of me based on where i come from that i'm more comfortable with the father yeah that i recognize my salvation came through jesus christ and yet you know from my background, not being so, you know, Pentecostal and dynamic, is there a part of me that is naturally quenching, you know, mm -hmm. kind of in, in that biblical aspect of not quenching, but holding on to what is good? Mm -hmm. Am I, is, I think about it from that aspect, am I actually missing out or avoiding mm -hmm. part of that triune God by just a, a blindness, if you yeah. will? That's good. I so this this is something I've thought a lot about since okay. growing up, right? Sure. As far as quenching the spirit and in mm. that, and I think in that attainment process that you described earlier. Yeah. Well, even since growing out of okay. that theology, right? Okay. Um, and just like <laughs> we make quenching the spirit so obtuse, like it's like what is it exactly, and and. I think my church would have described it as anything, basically anything that they perceive from the outside to be keeping you from being able to respond in the Holy Spirit, whether it was speaking in tongues okay. or whatever, which is just so limited, right? Where sure. I believe quenching the Spirit is not that complicated. I like I said, I don't think it's that different than just calling it sin, right? Sure, yeah. And I think... Um, I think the goal being to sin less is the same thing as to quench the spirit less, right? Sure. And to be, like, this is what I was saying earlier, to be in commune with him. Um, yeah, and, but, uh, you know, you were talking about your upbringing, like how mm -hmm. that can potentially impact it. I would say whatever it is that you would perceive mm -hmm. from your upbringing that would be potentially quenching the spirit is no different than sin. Yeah, it's, I'd agree. It's a desire for control. It's a I fear of the unknown. Sure. It's an unwillingness to dive full in, right? Like, Into the wholeness. Right, whatever sure. that looks like, yeah. So, and it, it all comes down to fear and control, I think. Hmm. And I would say, like, that, that <laughs> it doesn't matter... And whether you believe in, in, in the Holy Spirit, uh, you know, being baptized in the Holy Spirit and that mm -hmm. whole concept of 
being filled or not. Like, those things will prevent you from being as close to God as you are meant to be. Sure. And by you, I mean me and, yeah, yeah. and, and everything. And, um, Our desire for control and lack of fear. Right. Yeah. Yep. For, and for also for um, what we know, right? Like, there's, I hear you. Uh, the familiar. The familiar. Thing. The known. Yes, the known. Yep. And so I think, mm. I think, I think there's levels to our faith, right? And as they grow, His Holy Spirit will naturally be more involved in our life. And you can mm. see this from any person that you look up to spiritually, right? You can see a difference between them and how clearly they're in in touch with God more than I am, right? Sure. And, it would seem as such. Right. And yeah. I would say there's less quenching, right? There's mm. more surrender. There's more... Um, I just don't think it's that mysterious, I guess is what I'm saying. I hear and you. I think if, if there's parts of you or me, I know that I have parts of me that are afraid of... You know, just like that fear of like, you really have to let go or whatever. And like, mm. you know, because the, the atmosphere I grew up in very much was like, not controlled, you know, when the Bible, when Paul talks about, in first, uh, first Corinthians, I think, 13, he addresses the usage of the tongues sure. in the church, and he basically says, you guys are going a little crazy here, and if an unbeliever walks in, they're going to think we're all insane, and I'm not saying speaking in tongues is bad, but if that's all you ever do, and you think that's mm -hmm. the highest good, well, you're mistaken. Here are some sure. things that are more important. Here are some, you know what I mean? And so, like, when I read that, I remember, and he would say, there should be an interpreter. Yep. He's basically saying, let's bring some order to this. And I remember reading that passage and going, what he's talking about and kind of eschewing mm -hmm. is the way my church is. Sure. You know, like that's, they, these are values that they have. Basically, he sounded like he was talking to my church. I, I think like, so. I think, yeah. I think maybe we're not quite in the right vein here you know well and it's interesting that you would say it that way and be reminded of your your church your background that kind of thing because i wouldn't uh, based on that same fear a conservative end of that spectrum would say this is why we don't speak in tongues oh yeah you follow me yeah because it's just it's just chaos yeah and Paul said there isn't supposed to be chaos in the church, mm -hmm. so therefore no yeah. speaking in tongues. Yeah, and you know this Holy Spirit stuff. You, you fall and <laughs> yeah, no. that that's trust me, I get it. Yeah, and that's the the reason for the question <laughs> is how do we you know find that wholeness, mm -hmm. that non quenching. I guess would be part of where I'm at right now yeah. is this process of recognizing the fullness of the triune God mm -hmm. and all the characteristics, whether it's the creation, you know, being able to see God in that, whether it's, you know, praying for wisdom and seeking counsel and recognizing, okay, Holy Spirit, I need mm -hmm. your insight in my life. The things that only you can see, I, I need that insight now, or I desire that insight. And I think it brings up a good point because I desire to have you operating in my life more than I desire to withdraw from you, mm -hmm. not knowing exactly what you might do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm trusting you and I, or, or my situation is just bigger than I am mm -hmm. to where it's, 
it's initiated a desire to turn towards God versus my own levels of control. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the simplest answer for, like, how to be more, I guess, in tune with the Holy Spirit or, like, invite Him in is simply to do that, to invite Him, to ask, to say, you know, this is my perception, right? Like, sure. I know I have my my inhibitions, mm. but if you can remove them, remove them. If I need to do something different, show me. If I can grow and learn, mm. help me grow and learn. Like opening the door, right? Like, well, if I'm, maybe I'm quenching the spirit with my fear and with whatever, but maybe I can at least, you know, remove some of the water that's I'm throwing on them by saying I don't want that. I want you. I want yeah. your leading. I want your filling. I want whatever that looks like, that manifestation to be mm. present in my life, mm-hmm. whatever it takes. So yeah. if it's going to take you 10 years to teach me how to let go of control, mm. I'm up for that. If it means you're going to fall on me right now and tongues of fire will proceed from my <laughs> mouth, I'm up for that, you know? Yeah. Right? I um, I think that's a big part of it too. It's just, but, but that's, again, that's no different than how we should be living, right? Like, yes. you think about the the Celebrate Recovery 12 Steps or 8 Principles, a lot of it is like giving over ourself, mm-hmm. you know, and letting Him come in. And again, I don't see those as much different, you know, and I, I've seen people who come, have come through recovery, right? And on the other side, they resemble a Holy Spirit-filled person more than sure. anyone I know because the sweetness of God is there and do I think they speak in tongues? No, not really, or whatever. Yeah. Or do I think they lay hands or, you know, whatever, kind of the Pentecostal or, or um, yeah, charismatic idea of that is, do I think that they have to be exhibiting those things? No, and the Bible talks yeah. about gifts, and he talks about, you know, all kinds of things. And so it, the Holy Spirit being filled in someone can manifest in so many ways. And... There's nothing in the Bible that indicates that Holy Spirit manifestation is 24-7 from the point you get it till the time you die. Mm. It's very clear that the Bible says things in a very uh, temporal manner, like the Holy Spirit fell on them for that period of time and mm. this happened, yes. right? And so in that case, I believe 100% that that has happened in my life mm. several times, you know, whatever, in the last 30 years. How do you and, can, can care to share? Yeah, I don't mind. I was thinking about this earlier. I was like, this is going to sound like humble bragging. Because okay. to hearers, right, it's going to sound like taking credit or whatever. But it's the exact opposite, right? Yeah. When you recognize that in, in this moment, what's happening or what, what it was accomplished mm. or, or how you will feel through this thing is only supernatural. There's zero of Justin left in that situation mm. right or i shouldn't say zero i think he partners with this i think there's sure. that's the beauty of it that's the fulfillment if it felt like he was taking over and we were just mm. uh you know like a, a puppet right being puppeted, yeah. yeah i don't think the feeling would be the same but there's something about that he's able to use me sure there's a there's a companionate yeah operating yeah. there versus just a that, like you say, the puppet on a string that might fear, okay, God's going to do this and what's going to happen to me? Or not what's going to happen to me, but, you know, 
Hmm. Yeah, that that fear hmm. of God doing something bigger yeah. keeps me from relying on in a companionate way. Yeah. Because I don't want him to do something scary. But trans but transformation hmm. can be a scary process. Yes. That's Yes. Yeah. Yes, because again, those things that would keep you from even, you know, having that fullness of the spirit are often the most stuck things, right? The, sure. The deepest patterns and cycles. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Again, go, going back to control and, and, and fear and those things, like those are, they go way back to when we were young and the, those feelings were triggered because of this happening or that happening sure. and we carried with them and they're part of who we are and like the, the last things, the last remnants of our humanity have to go, you know? Yeah. Uh, or, you know, he also is gracious. So yeah, a lot of us are going to get to heaven and have lots of remnants of humanity stuck in us still. <laughs> and, but I think that's what quenching the spirit, the opposite of quenching the spirit is ridding ourselves of those remnants. And even then, I don't um, think that's permanent either. Like, I think sure. you work hard and, and whatever, and it's continual work and your flesh will continue to surface and, you look at Paul and he says, you know, the thorn in the flesh. We don't know that what that was, but we know that was a continual thing that would come back, that would remind him yeah. that, oh yeah, I'm still a human. I'm not fully, you know, transformed into this you know, yeah. uh, eternal being that can sin no more, you know, right. or whatever, right. or feel sin, whatever that was, right? So, I think, yeah. So back to your story, I apologize. I didn't mean to, yeah, so. but I, I think it becomes, like, I agree with you that we have these remnants and I think that's what we wrestle with yeah. where God is concerned. So that's good. in part of your, your journey, what was that? What was hmm. that? I think, I think for me, some of the clearest things that stand out in the last few years is as I was involved with Celebrate Recovery and, and leading that ministry, there were several times I had to have some hard conversations or confrontations about certain things that were happening. Mm. And it was, you know, for the for the safety of the group or, or protecting um, or that the group versus one individual. And so I'd have to approach an individual. And there was, you know, a few times where it didn't go well. I never saw him again. And it mm. wasn't good. And then there was times where the conversation just was Holy Spirit filled is the best mm. way I can describe it. And so... The words I used and how I used them and the love that I showed was the Holy Spirit flowing mm. through me. And there was very much prior to those conversations a surrender of that conversation mm. to say, I can't produce anything from this. I know there's no chance this should go well. Sure. But I also know you can you can use it, you know. Mm-hmm. And I again I pray that prayer almost Pretty much any time I have to have hard conversations. <laughs> sure. And the ones that don't go a certain way, I also trust to use those. It, sure. It, 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 timing. Um, right. Timing. Yep. But in those particular conversations, I was able to share the hard truth that just hit it right down mm. the middle. Exactly what the problem was. Why it was a problem. The person understood. They understood why it was a problem. They, you know, they were able to take it in. What The way I spoke about it was an attack on him. Or them in a, in a way that was like you're a terrible person, but more a representation of why this is problematic. And like if this continues in your life, here's what I think could happen. 
Sure. Right. And was able to lovingly say, I don't want this for you as much as I don't want this for the group. Yeah. And, you know, by the end of that conversation, we were hugging. And it mm. was a conversation that was not meant to end with a hug, if that makes sense. Sure. And so, again, when I left that conversation, there was a feeling of like a slight euphoric feeling of like, that no. wasn't me. <laughs> like, right. This was uh, bigger than me. This is bigger than me. And I got to be part of it. Where heading into that conversation, it was very much, why the heck do I have to be part of this? Yeah. <laughs> like, why am I the person that has to have these conversations or do these things in it? It, was, it was a Moses moment for yeah, you, exactly. to the point of, who am I? Yeah. And I, I would can't... say that was leading up to it. But, but right before, it, again, it really was about, I surrender. Hmm. I recognize for such a time as this. Hmm. I'm here. No one else is. I have to do it. It's okay. I get it. You called me to this. I'm supposed sure. to do this. I'm here for this. So use me. This is my role. Yeah. And therefore, I'm open to you be used by your spirit in such a way to have a difficult conversation. Yeah. 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 And, um, yeah. So that's that's just one example. But um, I think for me, a lot of them has to boil down to conversations, really. Mm. Um where it just feels like it was supposed to be, you know sure. what I mean? Yeah. And it felt very much like the conversation from my end was not the typical Justin stuff, hmm. you know, yeah. my own inadequacies and my own um, insecurities and all those things or, or, you know, coming out, leaking out one way or another, where most conversations, it feels... Like that happens at one point or another. It's just mm. part of being a human where I'll say my opinion and just kind of be like, eh, probably didn't need to be said or I'll, you know, t bring up some smart quote or something and mm. be like, you know, that was posturing or that was, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I do. In almost every conversation, I can look at it and just kind of see the flesh it's leaking out of it, right? Sure. And I'm okay with that. Like, uh, it's just part of who I am and it's, I'm, I'm, um, you know, being renewed by the transformation of my mind from now till I die. And so I'll continue yeah. to be refined, but I might still have a thorn in my flesh, you know, when, when I do die, you know? Yeah. And um, I don't know. Well, I think you bring up a good point too, that though, as, as I'm hearing it, there is, we are all rubbed off on to a certain degree by those who have gone before us or led the way for us spiritually. And there's a part of us that sees them as having wisdom. So sometimes in that process, they've shared some good stuff with us, mm -hmm. you know, from a human level mm -hmm. that might even be God ordained. And yet I think, so sometimes I think that's what we go to in the process of those difficult conversations mm -hmm. is that, that good quote or that, yeah. that life changing snippet that yeah. someone gave us, mm. you know, yeah. in, in who we are and what we've heard and part of our process. But yet there's also something bigger than that when we kind of, well, when we are reliant on God's operation in our lives and we're not necessarily looking to pull out of our repertoire mm -hmm. of good quotes and, yeah. you know, yeah. and <laughs> yeah. And I, yeah, I think for me and, and I, and I'll, I'll see this sometimes even when I'm counseling, mm -hmm. you follow me in that, yeah. in that room, in that moment, 
it is it is this process of being able to say okay god what do you want to do or what what does this couple need mm-hmm. because i have this this um strategy if you will right. in my own mind but your mm. your strategy is always mm. greater yeah so it's like okay mm. teach me to use who i am in this process but be willing to step aside so that you can or yeah be willing to step aside so that you can do even something greater yeah than the strategy that i currently have in my own mind yeah that's good and i think so often that is a that is a spirit that is you know operating within us to mm-hmm. to whatever fullness there yeah. might be in that moment because like you're saying i you don't i don't get that every time with every session that i'm in yeah yeah but oh, yet there are yeah. there are certain times where i'm like not even necessarily walking on the ground that yeah, feeling yeah, yeah. because it's like wow <laughs> yeah. that just happened yeah and that wasn't me, yeah. but yet there was a transformation and there was an insight given that yeah. I can't take credit for. So cool. But just by being willing to be in that moment, to go into the box, if you will, mm-hmm. and basically say, okay, what's really going on here? Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's, that's when God mm-hmm. is able to move. And it's so cool in those moments because there's something that transforms in us from from thinking it's about me and taking credit or like what yeah. I accomplished to going, wait a second, this isn't me, but I'm here and he's using me. And there's this humility and appreciation that flows from those moments. Sure. And I feel like, if nothing else, those are great indicators of when the Holy Spirit has filled you for a moment, right? Yeah, like, yeah. When you come out of it going, wow, that was humbling because... I didn't really do that, but at the same time, I got to do that. I yeah, was, I, I was, was part of that. I was a partner, right? Yeah. And he partnered with me to accomplish that thing, and that can come on a stage, on a court. Sure. Like, in a counseling room, uh, you know, like, with your children at, in yeah. prayer at night, or whatever. Like, it can come so often in so many ways, and I think sometimes we lose sight of those, too, in this grand quest for you know, this, the Holy Spirit's goblet of fire falling over. Sure. You know, like, yeah. I, and I, and I think that's a great uh, thought too, when we stop and think about, you know, how do, how do we live out our, our live with the spirit mm. in a continual daily basis? Mm. You know, because I yeah. think there are these moments when, when you think about the stage, we think about worship times and, you know, and lifting our hands and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And yes, there can be this feeling that goes along with that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and, and I think we may even desire that. But yeah, at the same time, mm-hmm. it's a it's it's not always available to that same degree. Yeah. That feeling, that yeah, is. Yeah, Not yeah. the spirit, sorry. Yeah. Just point of clarification there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, one thing you talked about, which I really liked, was you're basically saying, I'm going into this situation with, with a program, right? Or strategy. Sure. Use the word strategy. Uh, which really, man, it just, it, uh, it rings some bells of my memory because one of the things my church was very... 
uh, arrogant about mm. was the fact that they had no programs. Okay. They didn't prepare their messages. Okay. They didn't, quote unquote, practice their music ahead of time. Although, I, you know. But they were spirit led. Like that you. was the advertisement, right? That was the whole goal. That was the desire. So our services are spirit-led. So whatever he says, we do. And sure. yet every service looked pretty similar. So <laughs> 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 at some point, you know, there, there's... Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, that was very much the atmosphere I grew up in. And then, you know, I've, I've read a lot. I've heard a lot since then. And one of the books I read... Um, is actually Andy Stanley's uh, Communicating for a Change book. He okay. talked about how uh, a lot of times pastors will push back against preparation to say, yeah, but then the Holy Spirit can't move. And he says, well, mm. why? Is he not in your study when you're sure. studying? Is he not available to you there to you know, inspire you to, give, to pre- prepare for this Sunday and to have a word that makes sense? And then on Sunday to help you deliver it as well like is he not is he does he only fit in this one box of where we say my hands are off the wheel jesus take it right and those are the only times jesus is able to take the wheel no absolutely not and i think the thing that you said that i was thinking about is i think there has to be again that partnership of i'm gonna do my part Mm. but i'm also listening sure and i think i'm open yes yeah. Open to change. I'm open to listen, uh, adapting to what you're telling me versus sure. what what my my mind is and my preparation is telling me. Sure. And I think about times and conversations where, like, I just knew this was what this person needed to hear, and it was based mm. on experience. It was based. On, uh, it's not like I'm. This happens to everybody, right? Like sure. you, you have this idea of, oh, this person needs this thing, and it's really this helpful. is what they need. This is what they need. Yep. Sure. And you get halfway through, and it's just like it's it's all wrong. It's rubbing mm. the wrong way. You can't quite elucidate it the way it is in your mind. It's like mm-hmm. it's just not connecting. And uh, God, God, you know, I talk about the sticks thing a lot. We should mm-hmm. talk about that stick thing sometime, but. The idea that there's this balance between our gifts and our weaknesses, and sure. one of my weaknesses has been an approval addiction, right? This mm-hmm. desire to have others approve of, uh, approve of me. On the other side of that is a sensitivity. Sure. Right? And that's a strength. that A sensitivity to what? A sensitivity yeah. to others' feelings. Others, okay. like what they're thinking, how they're responding to me, to, to any given Empathy. situation. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Um, but yeah, exactly. And so as those conversations are happening and I'm like, this is what they need, whatever the empathy is listening and going, wait a second, this isn't working. And here's why, like Mm. my brain starts to go, they're thinking this, and again, I believe that it's about partnership and the Holy Spirit showing up saying, okay, good try. Now try this. (laughs) (laughs) And me go, yeah, well, 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 all right, let's. Let's slow down here. And often I'll use those moments to switch into like, let's talk about the good. Let's go back into encouragement mode. Let's Mm. figure, let's talk about why, I don't know, like bring it back to a positive place of like, Mm. whatever I was just saying isn't important. Here's what's important, right? Yeah. And again, that's just like patterns that I tend to see in my life with the Holy Spirit leading 
and then often he'll gently nudge the conversation back towards that thing, but different. And it sure. was, it's again, something I can't take credit for. I'm like, oh, this is what it was. And we end up in, you know, often in the place where we were meant to be the whole time, but it's not because my plan was right. You know? Sure. And it's about that adjustment. And I, and I think when you think about, when you talk about preparation and plan, and that kind of thing. It's interesting because I, I think a lot of times, even in your stick, mm -hmm. I would call that a continuum. Yes. Yeah. You know, on one yeah. end, and I, and I would dare say, as you described it, that continuum between what is religion and what is relationship mm -hmm. comes to mind. Mm -hmm. Because so often it is about me doing what I've done over and over again to try and manufacture a process of change, if you will that yeah. can be religion. Yeah. You know, I do this because this is where I come from. This is what I was taught to do. Like we talked about even in other, you know, that programming, if you will. Right. Yep. That, you yeah. know, this, this is how you respond to God. Mm -hmm. And yet there is this dynamic of relationship that says, okay, mm -hmm. God wasn't concerned about the rules necessarily when mm -hmm. Jesus came and died on the cross. He came in such a way and offered us grace because we couldn't pull it together. Mm -hmm. We couldn't do it by ourselves. Therefore, he offers us the Holy Spirit. He offers us the gift of himself mm -hmm. that we might offer. And that's what comes to mind when you talk about describing because so often I think we look at the situation from what is wrong and we want to address what's wrong. Yes. We want to fix it. We want to fix yes. it instead of saying, okay, mm. let's, let's talk about this from relationship and recognize, mm. okay, what, do you, what, what strengths do you have and how can we take those and put those in, combine that with the power of God in such a way that says, yes, you, you have a purpose that might be greater, that is greater than your current ability to see mm -hmm. based on where you've come from. Hmm. Yeah, that's good. And I think that's what, you, you know, from, as I hear you, that's, that's what I'm hearing is that process of when we can step back from what we think needs to be done to fix something and we recognize that, okay, we don't love those people as much as God already mm -hmm. does, even in the midst of what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Then we're able to say, okay, God, how do you want to use me in this person's life? Yeah. And I may very well have to step back mm -hmm. from what I think I need to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting as well because God, I think God also partners with us in terms of our experience and so hmm. I think sometimes we do go into it with a strategy and the strategy works to a degree right like sure and I don't I think it's very important we don't take credit for those as well we understand the grand hmm. big picture that says God brought me through my whole life and all the things that I've learned specifically for this moment so the fact that I have some stuff to share that's helpful is the mm. direct result of his spirit leading me my whole life. Sure. Okay. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so I think there, I think it's important to <laughs> live in the spirit that way too, recognizing that even when it feels like it was me, 
I, I don't want to take credit. I want to understand the truth, which is it was still a partnering. Sure. It just didn't feel the same. It didn't feel quite as like we weren't, uh, you know, like in jazz, they get in this pocket, right? Gotcha. And they're playing together and they're riffing and like they're creating this music just on the spot and it's beautiful mm. and like they just know where they're going, right? Mm. And they'll change directions together seamlessly and whatever. Like to me, that's what those moments feel like. Mm. good jazz you know <laughs> in other moments feels like a piece you performed and you practiced and you get up there on stage and you deliver it and it yeah. hits and the the crowd claps and they're happy and like it's all good but it's not the same as that jazz experience but they're mm. both valuable and appreciated and useful right like sure and i i think we shouldn't be so willing to take credit for the one but not the other you know yeah. or, or, or ex- ex- Excuse me. You shouldn't be willing to take credit for either. We should be willing to understand it's a partnering in both ways. And I get to be part of both. Sure. And so there's a certain amount of credit that he gives me just by having me show up. Mm. You know, that mm-hmm. says, you're my son. I put you on this planet for a reason. And today, you're going to do this. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so there's... You're a, my child. A, right. Yeah, regardless. Right. Yeah. So it's that credit we get as a child. Mm. but not as God. Sure. Right? Yeah. And that's true no matter which of those things there are. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. No, I appreciate you sharing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, this is is how we see it on the Holy Spirit. (laughs) That's right. Uh, Hopefully he shows up and we can speak in tongues to wrap this thing up. That'd be a good one. I was wondering if you were going to rap for a moment there. Just you know, is is that a, is that a process of the tongues rapping? Uh, hey, maybe. You I, know, I, I'm maybe. not. I'm not sure the fruit is always there. But right. like you say, I'm. Um, yeah. That's true. I think there's some fruitful rappers, probably. I'm sure there are. Yeah. Yeah. We'll yeah. Have to find some. Let's find some fruitful. Lecrae rappers. is Lecrae a yeah. fruitful eyes? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I don't know him that well, but. I... We should have him on the podcast sometime. We should. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Well, Craig, if you're listening. <laughs> this is how I see it. Hey, thank you for listening to our podcast. If you like how I see it, please do all the things that podcasts tell you to do. Subscribe, rate, review, follow us, uh, and or talk nicely about us on social media. If you want to reach out, the email is us at howiseeit.click. Yep, I said dot click, as in dot C-L-I-C-K. Please tell your friends about this show, and we'll see you on the next one.